Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Kaiju Havoc. I am your host, the hitched, the no longer single, the no longer on the market, the happiest man in the world, Cal the Kaiju Guy. So what's happening, everybody? I hope everyone is doing well. This is the first time you guys are hearing from me as a married man, a happily happily married man. I'm sure you guys can just hear the enthusiasm just leaping off of me. I have been in the most wonderful of moods ever since I said I do to my best friend, my partner, my lovely lady, my better half, whatever any, you know, just whatever you want to call her. My lovely lady, Emily. And, yep, uh, the wedding went fantastic. It went awesome. Um, before I jump more into that, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know I do have some kaiju stuff to talk about, but I just want to give a very, you know, just talk about the wedding a little bit and all of that kind of stuff. So... Uh, yeah, the wedding went fantastic. I was married Friday, and I had taken off that Thursday, the day before, and today, at the time of this recording, uh, was the first time I went back to work since, uh, since getting hitched, and it was good, you know, it's good to, you know, I, I like taking off from work as much as anybody, but, you know, there comes a point where you're like, okay, I'm ready to go back, you know, ready to get back in, uh, into the swing of things and to get a little bit of a sense of normalcy going on in your life. Uh, you know, Emily's family came down from Colorado. We had a few individuals come down from Ohio. Uh, you know, that's a pretty powerful drive to come down to, uh, Louisiana, um, Tuesday night up until Monday night, I had something going on every single night with her family, like going out to eat or just hanging out, you know, I mean, it's understandable, you know, she, she very rarely gets to see her family and all that. Um, I hadn't seen her dad and her stepmom. Well, you know, I really hadn't seen any of her family members since not this past Christmas, um, you know, about four or five months ago, but the Christmas before that. So it, it had been a while since I had seen them. And, you know, they came down, they partied, they danced, they had a good time and all that. You know, we were, it was down to the wire. It was a busy, busy, busy day. It was one of those days where it's like, you know, uh, to all you, all you single guys out there, and I'm not talking about just, you know, not married or like if you don't have a girlfriend or boyfriend or anything like that. Um, I, I used to have the mentality of, you know, you hear about how busy and how stressful a wedding is. And yes, going up to leading up to it and everything, it was stressful trying to get everything done and everything fixed and situated the way uh, my bride wanted it to be and all of that because it was her day. Um, it, it was both of our days, but let's be honest here. It was hers. So, you know, because at the end of the day, I could have just gone to the courthouse. You know, this, this was a party in honor of her. I have no problem 
acknowledging that like I'm all I'm all for it and she she deserved so much more than what I was able to give her but you know it is what it is you know we we have to provide within our means but um you know I was one of those people that would sit there and think you know a wedding day can't be that bad you know like I'm sure it's bad but it can't be that bad like come on now when I, I've officially been through one and yeah, it's that bad. It's that busy. It's that hectic. You are being pulled in a thousand different directions. And then when the wedding actually starts, like, yeah, you're having fun. You're there. And you're kind of like of the mindset of like, this is over with. It's done. It's through and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, you're still being pulled in a thousand different directions because everybody's wanting to to talk to you and congratulate you and here let me get you a drink and I don't drink so that you know that would that would be awkward of like you know somebody would bring me a beer and like here you go uh here you go buddy you know here's you a beer and all that drink with me on your wedding and I'm like I don't drink and I haven't drank in three years but you know like <laughs> but um you know yeah it it went fantastic uh we had a videographer there the photographer was fantastic the videographer was fantastic the dj was fantastic had a wonderful personality and all of that and you know me and emily we were not near each other a whole whole lot um during the wedding itself uh she is a dancer i am not so she was on the dance floor a lot i went out there every now and then uh, you know, they played two Van Halen songs, so I had to go out there for that because Van Halen is, uh, in my top five favorite bands of all time. But, um, the, the two songs were Panama and Jump, by the way, for anyone that was wondering. But, um, yeah, we, uh, we went out there and, you know, we had a blast. We had fun. We signed the paperwork and everything. And, you know, now we have to wait a few days and we have to bring our copy back to the courthouse so that it can be notarized or whatever and then you know pretty much all that'll be left to do she is uh she is wanting to take my name so that'll pretty much be all that's left to do and yeah we've been we've been living the high life ever since you know but uh you know i woke up uh well you know before i get into that let me go ahead and say this i want to thank Every single one of you, because it's multiple people. It's a good amount of you guys. Uh, some of you that I heard from for the very first time. Um, thank you so much for the well wishes, the thank yous, the or the the congratulations, the you know all that stuff and everything. It it meant a lot uh, for some of you. I'm not going to mention any names, but for some of you that sent me uh, wedding gifts. I very much appreciate it. It was very generous. You did not have to do it. Like, thank you. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, you know. And it it was cool. It was like, you know, the, the day before and like the day of is whenever I heard from a pretty good chunk of the people. And there, there was a few stragglers that I heard from uh, a day or two after. And... You know, I told Emily, I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is just simply amazing that 
you know, whenever I started this podcast, I was just like, ah, oh, I'm just some guy that's going to talk about Godzilla and King Kong movies. And now I've, I've developed such a listener base that you guys are sending me gifts and well wishes and all of that kind of stuff. It, it means the world to me. Um, you guys mean more to me than, than I could honestly ever express. I love hearing from you guys and all that kind of stuff. You guys are the best. And, um, on that note, before I, before I go into a little bit more about the, uh, about the wedding and some of the mishaps that happened throughout the day, um, for those of you that follow me on Instagram and you guys have been trying to reach me on Instagram, something is going on with my Instagram notifications. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what the problem is. I have updated the app. I have done everything that I know to do, you know, start, restart your phone, um, remove the app and then re-download the app and everything. And it, it does not seem to be fixing the problem for some reason. Whenever you guys are sending me messages, it is taking days, sometimes weeks before they are coming through. And two days ago, at the time of this recording, I got a flood of messages from Instagram of people, either one congratulating me about the wedding that's coming up in a few weeks, they said, like, oh, you know, hope everything goes well in a couple of weeks and all that. And I'm like, a couple of weeks? Like, holy mackerel, how old, how long, how, like, how old is this message, you know? And, um, yeah, one, one listener, um, was talking to me specifically about certain episodes and stuff like that. Their messages came through, um, one of them dating back over a month ago. And I'm like, what in the world? So, you know, I, I sent a whole bunch of messages like, guys, I don't know what's happening. I'm not ignoring you guys. I swear I'm not. There's just something up with the app and I don't know why. It's withholding messages from from being sent to me like almost instantaneously. Like I don't I don't understand what uh <clears throat> what the deal is. But um speaking of Instagram, I got a message from one of my dear friends and listeners by the name of Eddie. Uh, I've I've given him a shout out uh, a number of times on here. Uh, he sent me a message. This is not really kaiju related, but it could go forth into like the new, um, the new segment that I'm considering very, very heavily considering doing, which I'm probably going to do. I just need to pick a day as to when I'm going to be putting out this, uh, third episode a week. But he, he asked me, had I, was I familiar with a director by the name of Isaac Florentine or Florentine? Um, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. Um, simple answer is, I don't believe so, you know, like, but there's, there's lots of movies out there that I've seen that I really didn't pay attention to who directed it or like who if it's an actor I'm not familiar with, I don't memorize their names a lot of times. So I may be familiar with some of his work and I just don't know and I haven't looked him up yet. 
But Eddie tells me that this guy does some, like, low-budget, like, straight-to-video action films. And some of them starring Scott Adkins. And he specifically mentioned three films to me. One was U.S. Navy Seals 2, which came out in 2001. The next one was Ninja 2, Shadow of a Tear, which came out in 2013. And then there's Undisputed 2, Last Man Standing, which came out in 2006. Um, and he essentially was like, I would love for you to watch these movies and basically let me know what you think about um, the action scenes, the fight choreography, the stunts, the way it's filmed, and, and all that stuff. And I'm interested. I'm very, very interested in looking at this. And, you know, that's going to be the whole point of me doing my third segment that I was talking about doing is, one, taking requests from some of my listeners. Now, mind you, I'm not going to do cover every single movie that somebody wants me to cover. I'm just not, you know, I mean, that's not me being trying to be rude or anything like that. And so I'm not trying to put off anybody from sending me any requests or anything like that. It's just, you know, from a standpoint of being able to make it work, like, l let me just use, use this as an example. So Eddie sends me three films that he says he would like to hear my thoughts on. If I decided that I was going to cover all three of these films and do them on a weekly basis, you know, this, this right here is three weeks. Well, just by putting out this episode and saying like, Hey, I'm open to taking requests. You know, if you have a movie or something like that, you want me to look at and you want to hear my thoughts and all of that kind of stuff on the film, just send it to me. Um, if I get three more listeners that send me just one movie a piece, that's another three weeks right then and there. I'm looking at a month and a half and I'm booked up, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, so there, there's going to be some films where it's like, you know, I might look at it and kind of, well, there's not a whole lot to really talk about production wise and stuff like that. So I'll watch it and maybe give a review. Maybe there'll be ones where I'm like, I'll, I'll give very brief reviews of two or three movies all in one episode and obviously give the names of the people that, um, requested the film or something like that. Um, you know, and all that, but, uh, I mean, just if I'm jumping into the territory of receiving requests of films to do, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to cover them all. And if I do try to cover them all, it, it'll get to a point where someone will be like, oh man, I would love for you to look at, you know, shoot, I don't know, like, uh, the Excalibur, the film that came out in the eighties, the, um, you know, epic fantasy film dealing with, uh, King Arthur and all of that. Uh, someone might be like, Hey, I want you to cover Excalibur. And I might be like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll cover it, but I'm booked up for the next three months. So it's going to be a while before I can get to it, you know? And then I don't want the segment to just turn into, I'm just simply taking requests. Like sometimes I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to want to talk about something else. I may, I may want to talk about uh, video games or something like that, you know, like certain video game franchises that I like and all of that stuff. But anywho, you know, Eddie, I've, I've done an episode for you in the past, uh, my episode titled American Kaiju, What Could Have Been, uh, based on the question that you asked me um, on if America had continued shelling out kaiju slash monster films as opposed to just Americanizing pre-existing kaiju films and all of that. 
Uh, so, you know, I've got no problem working with you. You're one of my longest listeners, and you've, um, you know, I mean, you and I have exchanged words multiple times and all of that. You've always been pretty pleasant to talk to. And so, yeah, I've got no problem checking out these three films. Um, as far as uh, the other two, I've never really, the U.S. Navy SEALs and Ninja 2, I've never really heard of. Uh, and once I see them, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that kind of thing. But Undisputed 2, um, I have seen the original Undisputed, if it's the film that I'm thinking of, uh, about the, the boxers in prison. And I really enjoyed that film. So um, I knew that they had made some sequels to it, but I wasn't sure if, um, like, I've just never actually checked them out or anything. But since you asked, I will make every attempt I possibly can to deliver. It might take me a while to actually get to them and watch them. And all of that, but yes, I will make my attempt to uh, to get to them, and uh, will likely put out an episode for the new segment. It'll probably be the very first episode of the new segment, um, just for me to uh, fulfill your request and talk about these films and all of that. So now it's on to the kaiju stuff. Now the director, I believe, it's the director of the new. Godzilla film that's going to be coming from Toho at the end of the year. Uh, he posted on Twitter that some news is going to start coming here pretty soon and all of that. And so uh, I will keep you guys updated on that to the best of my abilities. Um, now, as far as back to the wedding and stuff like that, because this does tie into something that I did or that I've done over the past few days. Um, I woke up. Friday morning, you know, wedding day, and uh, I always wake up before my lovely lady. You know, I've been getting up at 4.30 in the morning for probably about 95% of my adult slash working life. And so I consider sleeping in like 5.30 or 6. And so I'm usually up at like 5.30 or so. But, um, so I got up, you know, Made some coffee, was sitting here. I didn't feel like watching YouTube or anything like that. You know, I was kind of not really nervous, but being like, all right, here we are, the wedding day and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to to put my focus on something, but I didn't quite know what. So you guys know that I am a big Mobile Suit Gundam fan, and I'm not talking about just the animes and video games and things like that. I'm also a collector and builder of the model kits. Um, so I have accumulated a bunch of model kits over, well, for a while, <laughs> you know, like I've, I've built a bunch of them, but there for a while, you know, I went probably about a year where I wasn't building anything. I was just simply buying things. And I had roughly 20 kits or so altogether. Um, you know, they, they range in price. Some of them, uh, they're as cheap as like 13 bucks. On average, they're anywhere between 20 to 25 And then some of the more higher-end ones that's like master grades or real grades, you know, you can expect to pay anywhere between like 35 to 45 possibly even 50 for those. And then there are others that are very well detailed, a much more complex build and everything that are upwards of like 80, 90 bucks, some of them over a hundred bucks 
and all of that. And then some of them, uh, one of my Holy Grail kits that I'm looking forward to getting is uh, what's called a Perfect Grade Unleashed. And it is of the original Gundam from the original series, the RX-78-2. And that rascal is about 300 bucks. And, like, I watched a video on YouTube of somebody assembling him and putting him together. He looks very, very fun. Um, I'm very much looking forward to one day getting him. But anywho, so I decided, like, on my wedding day, I was like, you know what? I think it's time I start going through some, uh, some kits. So I went and got just a very basic kit, the RGM-79, uh, just regular GM. It is a mass-produced mobile suit for the Federation side of things, um, and put him together. He was very quick, very easy, and all that, and I was like, okay, got him done. And then I had some other model kits that's not Gunpla. It's it's a different style. Maybe I'll talk to you guys about that one day. They're, they're kind of a pain in the neck, but uh, they're, they're somewhat detailed, and I like them and all of that, and so I put together one of those. And so on my wedding day, before my lovely lady even woke up, I completed two uh, model kits. Uh, the GM took probably about an hour or so, and the other one took about 20 to 30 minutes or so, because it's just not near as complex as doing an actual Gunpla model. And yeah, so then, you know, we had the wedding and everything, and then the next day I contacted my brother and was basically like, Hey, dude, there's a place in town that sells model kits now. We're both very, very happy about that. But there's a place in town that sells model kits now. So uh, let's go, um, I believe it was Saturday. No, uh, Sunday. I went and picked him up Saturday evening. And then, um, you know what? I'm starting to get my days all mixed up. No, I went and picked him up Sunday evening. For on Monday, we were going to have a model day, essentially. And so we went to the place. Uh, it's our, our local game exchange. They have a pretty good bit of a gunpla models and all of that. And so I picked up uh, three new kits. He picked up four. I had ordered one for him. And so whenever he came to the house, uh, I gave that to him. And we just went on a, a model building spree. He built two, and I built three that day. And then, um, oh, and one of the other kits, one of the smaller ones, like the uh, the one I built on my, my wedding day, the second one, I built another one of those. So technically I built four uh, that day. But um, he also bought a master grade Shars Gelgoog which is a space-type mobile suit that is, uh, makes its appearance towards the end of the original anime, and he's a big fan of the character Shar Aznable that um, pretty much every single suit that he gets, he custom-paints it red, and his nickname is the Red Comet. And so Shar is his favorite character, and so he gets anything Shar-related that he can usually find and all of that. Um, and so he got that, and he wasn't going to build that because master grades are more complex and they take more time and all that stuff. And I have three master grades. Now, two of them are not 
super, super high detail and quality and all of that, but the Gelgoog that he got is about the same quality as an RX-78-2 that I have, the original Gundam, which is called version 3.0, and it's a scale of 1-100. And so, said so we'll give it about a month or something like that, and he'll bring the Gelgoog over, and I'll whip out my uh, the RX-78-2, and we'll both sit there and build our master grades and all of that. I'm not sure like what the average build time is on it. I'm a little bit faster than average when it comes to building them, but I don't do a whole lot of the finer details. I don't do a lot of the, like the panel lining and stuff like that. Although I am starting to get into that. I did my very first one, uh, yesterday and I had way more fun with it than I thought that, uh, than I thought that I would. But, um, so yeah, um, built the three kits that day. And then the next day I built, uh, two more, I believe. But nonetheless, after it was all said and done, um, from Friday until yesterday, Tuesday, at the time of this recording, I built eight model kits. I contemplated doing one today, but I'm like, I, you know, let me slow down because if, if I just keep building, I'm going to run out and then I'm going to have to go out and buy some more. I say that, don't tell Emily. But I've got one on order right now and then a pre-order that's going to be shipping to me here pretty soon. But, um, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, she, she knows I've got a stash and she's been hounding me like, why, why do you buy all these kits and then not put them together? And I'm like, because, you know, part of the fun is the hunt. And then whenever the mood hits me to start building, I'll start building. And then look at me, you know, Friday... Let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, in a five-day time frame, I built eight kits. So, you know, like, trust me, like, they're going to get built eventually. But, yeah, so that's what I did. I've got lots of, uh, most of them were, uh, well, all of them were GMs, with the exception of two. Uh, it was an American type of the RX-78-2. It's basically the, the original Gundam, but with uh, USA colors and all of that. That is an entry-grade suit. And then I did a gun cannon suit. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with Gundam, you guys have no idea what suits that I'm talking about with GMs and gun cannons and uh, RX designations and all of that kind of stuff. But for those of you that are familiar with Gundam, you know, you, you guys know what I'm talking about and all of that. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's how I'm looking on the mobile suits right now. I've uh, still got plenty, uh, plenty to go. Um... And then two more things I'm going to talk about. Uh, the Kaiju King himself, Matt Frank, is doing a massive sale of a lot of figures and stuff like that that he has. He posted it on his uh, personal page, which I'm friends with him, so I was able to see it. And he also posted it in the Kaiju Collectors group that I'm a part of on Facebook. And I made a purchase for one from him. I've got my very first Daimajin figure on the way. Like, I saw that he was selling it. It was for a reasonable price. You guys know that here very recently, I've become a very big uh, Dimogen fan. And so um, I'm very much looking forward to getting that figure and adding it on the shelf. Uh, maybe even setting up my box set uh, for the Dimogen trilogy, setting it up kind of, you know, um, on a shelf and putting the figure next to it or something. I haven't quite decided 
what I'm going to do. But yeah, very much looking forward to that. And then the last little tidbit that I'm going to talk about is I'm not going to disclose the amount. But after the wedding was over, you know, we obviously got a, a bunch of like cards and you know, little gifts and things like that. And so the next day we woke up and we started opening up cards and getting the cash and the checks and the gift cards and all that kind of stuff. And very, very generous. Everybody that gave us something, you know, like her family doesn't listen to this podcast, but I was eternally grateful for them giving us the stuff that they gave, what my family gave and all of that. Um, it, it was very, very generous of everybody to, to give us what they gave. And after it was added up, the amount was added up and everything. Emily basically looked at me and was like, what do you want to do with this money? Um, because we didn't go on honeymoon by the way, you know, uh, and, I, uh, the reason why, is because we put a lot of our money, just about every dime that we had, into the wedding. And so we didn't have enough left over to actually go on a honeymoon. And so the plan, as of right now, is to, we're going to take a year, and for our one-year anniversary, we're going to go um, somewhere and do something. She has talked about a cruise multiple times. She's talked about multiple things, but she keeps bringing up the cruise I don't necessarily want to go on a cruise, but again, I say she keeps bringing up the cruise. Do you see where I'm going with this? We're probably going on a cruise. So, you know, but uh, we're, we're going to do that for our one year anniversary so that we'll have time to really plan and think and figure out what we want to do and save and, and all of that kind of stuff to really give her uh, the honeymoon that she wants and all of that stuff. So... We, we count up all the money and it was a pretty significant amount and all of that. And so she's like, what are we going to do with, with all this money? And so I asked her how much more she owed on her vehicle. And she told me and we had enough to pay off her vehicle. And so I told her, this this is a freaking blessing right here. I was like, we're, we need to pay off your vehicle. That's That's what we're going to do. And she's like, well, what about you? You're not going to, you know, you're, if I use it for the vehicle, you're not going to get anything. And I was like, don't worry about me. You know, like this is, this is for you. Pay off your vehicle as a family unit. The two of us no longer having that vehicle note and being able to lower insurance from full coverage to liability. You know, we're going to be saving a decent amount a month and all of that kind of stuff. I think it's well worth it going ahead and pay off your vehicle. And it didn't sit right with her, you know? And so she's like, I'll put most of it towards my vehicle. But she, she started thumbing through a lot of the stuff and she pulled out one check that was worth what, what, what was needed. And she said, I will put the rest towards my vehicle and I may have to make another, you know, another note or two notes or something like that here and there. But she was like, I'm putting all of this towards my vehicle because that's what you want. She said, but you use that check, you get on eBay, and you order your Godzilla game for the PlayStation 4. And 
I about lost my mind because I've talked to you guys about that Godzilla game before. It came out uh, around 2014, 2015, around the time of the um, the first film of the legendary MonsterVerse and all of that. And whenever I first, I saw it in a GameStop. And it's just how I am with games. Whenever games first come out, you know, they're, they, they range anywhere from 45 to 65 bucks sometimes. And it was on the higher end. It was about $60. And so I was in GameStop and I, I held it and I was looking at it and everything. And so I looked up the reviews and all of that and the reviews were, were bad and, you know, and all that stuff. And so, you know, nor, I don't normally let critics sway my opinion, but at the same time, I know how the video game works video game industry works. I've been playing video games since I was old enough to play. I mean, the very first video game system that I ever owned was an original Nintendo, and we played um, The Legend of Zelda, Duck Hunter, and Super Mario Brothers, you know? So, like, I've been gaming for quite some time, you know? I know how the industry works. And so I was like, okay, well, the game is brand new right now at, like, 60 bucks. Since it's not getting very good reviews... The demand for it is going to go way down. Stores are going to want to try to get rid of their inventory. They're going to do massive lowering the prices on this game very, very quickly in just a number of months and all that, maybe four or five months or something like that. I'll be able to come back in here and get this game for like 35 to $40 or something like that and just, you know, save some money. I've done it before. I've done it with countless games. I can't remember the last time I bought a new game. Like uh, Doom, whenever Doom 2 came out. I'm a big Doom fan. I've been playing Doom ever since Doom pretty much came out on PC and all of that kind of stuff. I love the Doom franchise. Loved the remake that they did for like the PS4 and you know and all that stuff. When Doom 2 came out, look how long Doom 2 has been out, people. And I told myself, I'm not buying that game brand new. I'm not paying 70 bucks for it. It's not happening. Right now, you can go buy that game for anywhere between 20 to 35 dollars depending on if it's used or not i still haven't gotten it i'm going to get it eventually but i mean that's just how i am i'm very very patient with waiting for games to save a dollar well for the first time in my life it bit me with the godzilla game because there was a very limited run that was made it was originally i could i could do an entire episode on just the, the 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 video game and what happened with this game you know what i might do that put that on the back burner but um anywho not going into real super detail because i'll save that for the next episode but um <laughs> um not going into detail with it or anything like that basically what happened was there was a very limited run that was done on it and after the initial run was done and the stores sold out, it immediately became a collector's item. And whenever it clicked in my head about six months, six, seven months down the road, let me check on this game. Let me see what the, uh, what the price is on it now and everything. All of a sudden now they're wanting like 150 bucks for it. I'm like, what in the world happened? And it's done nothing but go up in value. Um, there are copies of that game that is still in the factory shrink wrap that is selling. Not not what it's listed for, it's selling for a thousand dollars. Like it's it's a collector's item, not just for kaiju collectors, but also for video game enthusiasts that just like to have rare games and stuff like that. It's on their radar as well. 
And so, yeah, I, I always told myself that I could not justify spending two or three hundred dollars on a video game. I just could not do it. And so I, I checked flea markets and stuff, and every now and then I would get on eBay and get on Facebook Marketplace or something looking to see maybe somebody had something that they didn't quite know what they had and they were trying to sell it for really cheap. I've done that since 2015. I've never had any hits on it. And, you know, it sucks. But my lovely lady told me she pretty much gave me free reign as far as we were concerned. It was free money. It was money that we did not have up until the day before. The whole point in doing something like that is like, you know, to to kind of spoil yourselves and to help you out with stuff like that and everything. And so she's getting her vehicle paid off. She did not feel right that she was essentially going to use every dime of the wedding money that we received. And so she, she told me, go buy your Godzilla game. And I'm very happy to say that it is on the way to me. And whenever I get it, I'm going to lose my brain. I'm going to power up that PlayStation 4. I'm going to play. I'm going to record my gameplay, my voice, and everything. Probably going to do a YouTube video of me being able to play the game for the first time. Like, I'm sitting there like, what? what is going to be my first kaiju to play with, you know? Because there's such a roster on that game. Like, I don't know if I want to pick my boy King Ghidorah or if I want to do Space Godzilla if I want to just go on ahead and do like a Heisei uh, Godzilla or something like that. Like, I just, I don't know. My boy Angiris, who should I play with? Man, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to play that game like there's no tomorrow, guys. Go, oh, I'm going to play that game. I'm going to play it. I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. And uh, speaking of Ghidorah and Heisei Godzilla, uh, SH Monster Arts, uh, thank you to one of my Instagram followers for pointing this out to me. He is not a podcast listener. He just merely follows me on Instagram for my photos of action figures and all of that kind of stuff that I post. But he pointed out to me yesterday that SH Monster Arts has announced that they're releasing a new Godzilla figure. And it'll be up for pre-order uh, pretty soon. And it is the 1993, I believe is the year that it came out. Uh, the Heisei-era Godzilla from Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. I'm thinking about getting it. I don't know if I'm gonna, because if I'm being honest with you, a lot of the Heisei Godzillas look very, very similar to me. I know what the differences are, but SH Monster Arts figures are anywhere between 100 to 130 bucks a piece. And so, you know, it's one of those deals where it's like, I can see myself having, like, because I have a Heisei-era Godzilla, SH Monster Arts. I have uh, the one from uh, Versus Biollante. And I have one from uh, Godzilla Versus Kong. I have one from Final Wars. I have Godzilla Ultima from Singular Point. But they're all very different-looking Godzillas. I don't know if I want to get into the thing of, oh, yeah, I want this just simply, you know, and it looks almost identical to my Biollante to whereas me, it's like, oh man, I just dropped like $120 to buy something that looks almost exactly the same as what I already had, you know, but it is what it is. But all right, guys, I think that pretty much does it. I know I rambled. I know the, uh, the weekly Kaiju Havoc is supposed to be, um, 
you know, a lot uh, shorter and all of that than, um, you know, ranging anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. But I hadn't heard from you guys in a while, and you guys haven't heard from me. I tell you what, it was weird, um, you know, waking up Saturday and Sunday and all that, and it's like I didn't have a podcast episode to do. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. This is weird. But, you know, it was a good break. Like I said, had a lot of stuff going on with her family. You know, we were newlyweds. We were just relaxing, just hanging out and all that kind of stuff. And we're just over the moon that we're finally, that we're married and all that, guys. You know, I mean, she she really is, she's my best friend. And she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And, you know, you, you just sit there and think that there are guys out there or not just guys, but there are girls out there that go their entire lives looking for somebody like her and they never find her. I mean, heck, I went over 30 years. I'm 35. I'll be 36 in July. I went, I went all, like almost 35 years looking for her and I finally found her and I made her my wife. She made me her husband. And, you know, hopefully it sticks. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. But, uh, yeah, I believe it will. You know, like, I love that girl like there's no tomorrow. And this was a a fantastic week, weekend, wedding, ceremony, anything, everything. Like, it was just, it was great. It was fantastic, but now that it's all over, hopefully I can get back to a sense of normalcy, start putting out my episodes on a regular basis like I like to do and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, here we are. Um, as far as what episode I'm going to do this Saturday, I think, okay, okay. Like, like I'm, I'm trying to come up with this on the fly. I hadn't really planned what, what film I was going to do, um, next or this Saturday, really. So I know it's been a while since I've done a Godzilla film. So I'm going to throw you guys a bone and I'm going to go ahead and get, I haven't seen this film in a long, long time. I remember not caring for it all that much, to be perfectly honest with you, but I'm going to go ahead and do it just, really just to get it out of the way just to get it out of the library and all of that, I'm going to go back to the Millennium series, and I'm going to cover Godzilla vs. Megaguirus. Um, as far as polls and things go, you know, you guys, you know that I like to do polls, and every now and then I'll let you guys choose what, uh, what episodes I'm going to do, and all that kind of stuff. So I think the next poll that I'm going to do, and this is a few weeks down the road, I'm probably going to put up... Mm, for the next Godzilla film that I do, I'll let it be a choice. I will let you guys be able to, and I'll say, well, you know, whatever. Uh, it'll probably probably be on my Instagram, and I will let you guys know whenever it's up and all that kind of stuff, and you can go vote. But I will put up, uh, you guys will have the choice of either 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters or... 2001's Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. 
which is one of my personal favorite uh, Toho Godzilla films. But as of this Saturday, in just a few days, I will be doing Godzilla vs. Megaguirus. Now, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know, I've looked this film up before. There's not a whole lot of stuff production-wise to really talk about or anything, so it's really more or less going to be a review of the film and just my thoughts on it and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, that that's how that's going to go. Um, but, alrighty, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Um... Did want to go ahead and say, I can't remember if I talked about this on the episode where I broke down the trailer, the new uh, Godzilla X Kong, the new Empire trailer, but the Mobile Suit Gundam episode has gotten very good reception, got a good amount of listens and all of that kind of stuff, so I'm going to be jumping more into the Gundam franchise and talking about many of the spinoffs and other series and things like that and some of the Gundam movies that's been done and all that kind of stuff, like, I'm going to start, you know, really jumping into that franchise as well, and just also other Big Mech shows, like, uh, the anime Big O, uh, that I'm a big fan of, I own the entire series on Blu-ray, and so I'm, I'm going to be covering that eventually, and all of that, and don't forget that I will also be covering in the future more Ultraman, Kamen Rider, and Gridman stuff in the future as well, so, alrighty, guys, uh, thank you all so much. Thank you again for all the well wishes and best wishes and congratulations and the gifts that you guys sent me and all of that kind of stuff. I very much appreciate it. If you have any requests of any films that you want me to do or to look at or anything like that, just shoot me a message on any of my social medias on Facebook. I'm Kaiju Carnage, a Godzilla slash King Kong podcast. I have a Godzilla Ultima fan page, and then on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, I am Cal, the Kaiju guy. So, all right, guys, it's great to be back. I feel good. I missed you guys. I hope you guys missed me. So, this Saturday, I'll be doing Godzilla vs. Mechagirus, and we'll catch you all then. This is Cal, the Kaiju guy, signing out.